0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It's Jobs Day, uh, November 4th, as we look to see what the Fed had to say yesterday and uh, what the jobs unemployment looks like today. We'll have that and more when Dave joins us in just a moment. But before we do, let me just remind you that we want you to have the retirement you always dreamed of. And to do that, we've developed our core retirement design so that you can do just that plan for the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your appointment. And let's walk through that process with you. Hey, with that, looking forward to our conversation with Dave coming up next.
1: Biebs is there. Morning, Dave is here. It's 839 now, 21 before 9. Time to check in and see how your 401k and IRA are doing lately, based upon yesterday. Not half bad, as a matter of fact, and a little bit of a pleasant surprise because the Fed actually appeared to say just about everything right from investors' standpoints yesterday. Let's go down and analyze it all with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How you doing?
0: Good morning, Dave. Doing well today. Uh, got some good numbers out. We ended up up yesterday. I mean, what more could we ask for, Dave?
1: Uh, Offhand, I can't think of too terribly much to set the table. We had another set of three records yesterday because everything was up. Dow went up 105 points. That's a quarter of a percent. In today's world, that's basically a routine day. Standard & Poor's was up about two-thirds of a percent to a new record. And the NASDAQ went up by a full percent, up 162 points. And a lot of that uptick, almost all of it, as a matter of fact, came about 2 p.m. when the Federal Reserve announced their decision, which wasn't anything, but it looks like uh, Chairman Powell kind of threaded the needle and said all the right things to everybody because the stock market, just all three indexes went straight up after 2 p.m., didn't they?
0: Yeah, it really did. You know, I've actually looked through some of the stuff this morning in an article that I was reading and, um, Yeah, they did. They finally have laid out a path. Right. They've been saying we're going to taper, we're going to taper, we're going to taper, but never gave any details of how that was going to work and what they were going to do. Well, now Powell did come out and say, hey, we are going to taper. It's going to happen this month. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to reduce the number, the the amount we're spending on treasuries by 10 billion dollars. And we're going to reduce the amount we're spending on uh, mortgage-backed securities by $5 billion. That's a total of $15 billion. Now, like I was saying before we went on the air, Dave, out of $120 billion, is that really a big deal? Are they really taking that much money supply out of the system? I, I just don't see it. And so the stock market really liked what they heard. And uh, they jumped on it and, uh, and kept things moving forward.
1: And I think the other thing that probably gave it, especially the interest-sensitive NASDAQ stocks a boost, was they said the statement said, overall, we remain comfortable with the view that our first rate hike will come at the end of next year in the fourth quarter, which you and I would end up saying eh, it might be holding off a little longer than you should, given the inflation situation. But given the sensitivity many stocks have to interest rates, knowing they've got a full year before they need to worry about an interest rate hike that's actually mandated for lack of a better term that was pretty much all good news for the interest sensitive stocks
0: it definitely was david and then the other thing that the fed came out with yesterday and and this is you and i don't necessarily agree with them on this is that they still believe that the inflationary period we're in right now is transitory meaning that eventually we'll, prices will come back down now i, I just don't see that happening I think more people disagree than agree with them on that fact. Uh, but that seems to be the, the route they are taking, that this is transitory. It may last a little longer than they first expected. They did throw that out there today, yesterday. Uh, but it's, it's not going to be here forever. And that um, probably by the second or third quarter of next year, we'll start to see that inflationary stuff start to get some relief.
1: I think they're a little optimistic on that front, don't you agree?
0: Uh, I definitely agree, Dave. I, 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 my fear is it's not transitory. I'm, I'm afraid it's here to stay for a while.
1: Well, it's, uh, this is, this is, this is kind of like a presidential uh, court deposition. It depends upon what the definition of transitory is. We've had ten years of no inflation, so five years of hyperinflation would just average things down to normal, wouldn't it?
0: I don't like your thinking, Dave. I don't like your thinking, buddy. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: I'm. I'm trying to translate no original whatever. <laughs> yeah, transitory is a term that can be defined any number of different ways, but uh, basically it's almost a split vote. All the economists are saying bull hockey, it's not transitory, and the bankers are all saying it is. And we'll find out. We start out the morning with a bunch of macro reports, and... Uh, but depending upon which side of the fence you're sitting on, they're all good. If you're not on one side or the other, there's kind of a mixed bag. Jobless claims hit a new pandemic low, 269,000 first-time jobless claims. We're now in the neighborhood of a fully functioning economy. They just aren't changing jobs all that much. And the uh, the continuing claims number also edged downward from uh, 2.15 to 2.1 million but still we pretty much everything is coming up roses on the employment front
0: definitely looking good dave when we look at those numbers now we just need people to go back to work i don't know they have that number anywhere but that would be a good number you know how many people are going back to work that uh, to fill these job spots that are open it's great that we're seeing less and less people file for initial claims But we need more people to get back into the labor force
1: well maybe the unit labor cost might attract a few of them because that that was the one that i was saying depending upon which side of the political fence you're on This is either good news or not good news. Unit labor costs last quarter were expected to rise by like 7% as employers raised wages based upon the new minimum wages and just because they needed to attract workers. Instead of 7%, wages went up by 8.3% last quarter in terms of unit labor costs. Uh, Like I said, if you're on the side of saying we need better wages, well, we're getting what we asked for, aren't we?
0: We, we are. And let's just say we've got some wage inflation that that's causing the inflation Tory number to go up, too, it is because we're having to pay people more supply and demand. We need people to work. We're having to pay them more to come to work. And I want to contrast that, Dave, to what that number was for the second quarter. Second quarter unit labor costs increased one point one percent. And you contrast that to the eight point three percent. That's a huge, huge increase For the quarter.
1: Absolutely. When you start seeing McDonald's franchises advertising for $20 an hour paychecks, uh, yeah, I think the price is going up by a tinge, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, you're not going to get, you know, a Big Mac for 99 cents.
1: Uh, probably not. Uh, the other side of the employment front, and this is bad news all the way across the board, non-farm productivity in the third quarter, it was expected to go down, which I was kind of confused by, but it went down more than expected. They expected a 3.1% decline in productivity. Uh, it actually went down by 5%, so we're paying more and getting less.
0: Yeah, that, that's never a good thing, is it? When we when we pay more and get less, that's that's uh, we don't like that. I will say this, though, Dave, as I look at all the macro stuff you and I have talked about, because it's been out now for about uh, almost 20 minutes, it has not affected really the the indexes a whole lot this morning. If anything, we're seeing start to retreat a little bit off of where they were uh, when you and I first got on the phone
1: righty, and after another up day yesterday, a little bit of a flat day today, wouldn't surprise me all that much, maybe even a profit-taking day, which I keep waiting for and I'm not seeing. <laughs> Earnings season also going on. we got a running ton of them out and a lot of big pharma names that we never heard of until the, uh, until the epidemic broke out, right?
0: That's right. We had Regeneron Pharmaceutical and Moderna both come out. You know, Regeneron is the one that, uh, that came out with that cocktail of antibodies to help treat uh, Covid nineteen, uh, they had strong sales because of that, and uh, they beat by all well over five dollars a share. Came in at fifteen dollars and thirty seven cents a share. Revenue ahead of forecast, and so uh, uh, they're getting a pretty nice boost today, up two and a half percent before the market opens, and it will be a not quite a new fifty two week high, still about twenty dollars away from that, but high priced stock anyway. Then we had Moderna um the other end of that spectrum, you know, they're having a little bit of an issue with um, getting their booster approved, getting their um, um, child uh, vaccine approved. And so... Uh,
1: Sorry, sirs the uh, booster's been approved but they had an issue with administering it to kids so right now Pfizer's the only one that's got CDC and FDA approval to administer it to the kids
0: That's right and let's remember the other thing I think I think I'm right on this moderna still hasn't gotten full approval. they're still operating under the emergency approval um, I think you're right they, they no, uh, far, um, Pfizer's the only company that has actual approval um from from the cdc and the fda so moderna obviously because of some of that stuff is having some issues here um they a shortfall on both earnings and revenue Uh, they were expected to earn like nine dollars a share they came in at seven dollars and 70 cents a share Um, and they revised downward their full year outlook so you can know that that's not going well with them today Uh, they're down almost 14 and a half percent wow yeah
1: that's it that that's a first class tanking
0: yeah that is definitely um i i gotta think it's my big loser for the day i may have one or more that's close but that i think that will take the take the cake when it comes to uh to the big loser
1: I, I think in reference, they probably. I bet you they were right close to a 52-week high before the guidance change. Am I guessing on that?
0: And no, you are not oh. right. They were um, way off. I mean, their 52-week high was almost $500 a share. They closed yesterday at 345. Oh, wow.
1: I figured everything was coming up roses for them until they didn't get the approval as fast as they thought they were going to.
0: No, they they took a big dip earlier this month. Um, and then even before that, it's, it's continued to be a, a, an issue for them Okay, going forward. Yeah.
1: Who, else, who else we got this morning?
0: So let's look at some gaming stocks, right? We got Electronic Arts and Take-Two Interactive both reporting earnings today. Uh, Electronic Arts uh, had a good quarter. Uh, they came at like $1.49 a share compared to the dollar 17 that was expected um, that they, they beat on top line as well as the bottom line. They raised their full year outlook. Um, they, you know they got a lot of strength in that sports theme game. That's kind of EA's uh, forte there. and so they're trading up about two a little over two and a half percent. And then take two interactive. Uh, they uh, they did well also. They uh, they, they came in uh, beat on both top and bottom line. Uh, they beat by about thirty cents a share. They uh, they raised their outlook as well. And so uh, they're up a little over three percent this morning. So not bad, not bad at all, is it? Um, let's see. Where do we want to go? Let's look at a little travel maybe. Uh, book. Booking Holdings, which is, uh, I never really could understand that one, but it's the, uh, the Priceline, right? The parent company of Priceline.com. Um, That's right.
1: I knew they rang a bell. I couldn't remember what they owned.
0: So they they beat by almost $5 a share, came in at thirty-seven and seventy cents a share. Um, uh, revenue ahead, they, um, you know, so far they're kind of shrugging off the whole COVID-19 thing as they're moving forward. They are trading up 4.3%. Now let's remember that one's always been a high-priced stock, but right now it's going to open at a new 52-week high at twenty-five dollars and forty cents. Not twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five hundred and forty dollars a share. Holy crud! Yeah.
1: Priceline costs twenty-five hundred dollars a share.
0: Yep, sure does.
1: Good lord. Okay. <laughs> 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 I All think right. I buy. I think I'd buy Berkshire Hathaway first.
0: (laughs) So then we had Roku report, you know, Roku had made some real headway into, into streaming and that type of stuff. Um, They had a a little bit of a rough quarter, Dave. They, uh, they earned 48 cents a share, which was great because it was well above the six cents that was estimated, but revenue missed. It fell short of what the company, what the forecasters believe the company should have been reporting in revenue Um, And then they came out and and issued lower than expected revenue forecast for the holiday quarter, which, you you know, that's never going to be good. Um, No, not as bad as Moderna, but still down um, over seven and a half percent this morning.
1: Well, they say the reason for that was, I mean, I know they're having a war with YouTube TV, but beyond that, they're getting built into so many TVs, even the little boxes aren't necessary anymore.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really say what the issue is. But um, huh. with Roku, I got to think it's, um, you know, where's their revenue coming from? I, I know they have their own channels. So are they building in some ad revenue? Or do they have pay services? What, where are they? You know, what, what really is their revenue? And I've never really dove, dove in deep to find out kind of what their streams of revenue are.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. As I figure, that's almost becoming David Gore. Everybody's got a Roku TV these days. It seems.
0: No, uh, that's true. It does. I mean, I have got a couple of them.
1: Other indications. One more, or two. Bo- one or two more before we have to All close. Right.
0: So, so I have two, and we can wipe out, wipe off my list. So, we got Planet Fitness. Um, mm-hmm. They had a good quarter. Uh, they uh, they came in and earned twenty five cents a share, compared to the seven cents they were expected. Uh, revenue, uh, was ahead. They raised their full year forecast as well. Uh, And they, well, they're getting close to being a big winner too, Dave. They're up 10% this morning. Cool. At a new 52 week high, $91 a share right now. And then I'll leave you with the loser today. Uh, and we have Wayfair. Now Wayfair. Uh Yep. Now, you know, remember last quarter they did really well. Uh, but, but the revenue fell short of expectations this quarter, um, as people are transitioning uh, back to spending money at uh, more brick and mortar stores. so that's taking a little bit of an impact on them. And so they're trading down this morning almost four percent.
1: Okay, well, they got to be a loser in every bunch of winners, and I'm sorry it's an e-commerce company, but that's happy news for the brick and mortar folks., uh, markets yesterday, everything was up, some of them substantially. What happens this morning, 45 minutes early? I'm seeing my numbers moving pretty quickly on my delayed quotes.
0: Yeah, I'm having to update my screen every now and then. It's not staying up with me. So here's where we got right now. We've got a mixed bag at the open. We've got the Dow um, actually negative, about $16. Uh, We've got the S&P 500 up about $5. We've got the NASDAQ up almost $50. So um, more green than red, but we still got a little tinge of red in there. Uh, on the commodity side, we got silver taking a huge jump today, Dave, up three percent, trying to get back over twenty-four dollars an ounce, not quite there yet. Uh, gold taking a big jump this morning, up at one point six percent to seventeen hundred ninety-two dollars an ounce. Well, and I got to keep on going, Dave. A big jump in oil this morning too, up 2, 2.4% to two point four percent to eighty-two dollars and seventy-eight cents a barrel.
1: Yeah, back in the range it was two days ago. It was just teasing us yesterday, I think. What do you think? Yep,
0: I think so. I think it was just kind of lulling us in.
1: Pretty much it. Everybody was happy overseas. Asian rim market up by between two thirds and a full percent across the board when they closed early this morning. European markets are looking at our monetary policy and saying, oh, goody, they're all up by about a half a percent halfway through their day as well. Uh, Keeping track of what's happening with one's IRA counts for a lot. If you're young, there are a lot of opportunities for growth. If you're getting close, well, stability counts for a lot. How do I find you to tune in my strategy?
0: Dave, they can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule a time that we can go through our core retirement design to help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. Join us on the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. And now you can listen to us on FM 95.3.
1: Absolutely. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM as well. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right.
0: All right, man. You have a great day and we'll close out the week tomorrow.
1: Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today as tomorrow we head into the last day of the week and it'll be the end of the first full week of November. I hope you'll join us then for. Statler Financial Radio Show. Join us tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.